wriggle its way through the wrinkles on his grandfather's cheek and slink beneath his white shirt collar. That was it. The tears flooded from the little boy's eyes. But Aldous stood straight. He sniffed, suppressed a sob, somehow managed to restrain himself from flinging his body onto the ground or at his mother or into the hole from screaming, No, no, no! Magnus squeezed Ola's hand. His cheeks were still dry. They lowered the coffin. The family threw handfuls of cold, damp earth on top of Ola's mother. Magnus stepped forward, but thankfully no one thought to force Ola to move. As Magnus returned to his position, Ola reached for his brother's hand again, damp and gritty with the soil. Magnus stiffened. He was facing the far side of the churchyard. There a man stood alone, a tall man with a fair beard. It's Pompey! Magnus whispered. Ola felt a surge of joy. He had noticed the man earlier, but he hadn't recognized his own father. Ola hadn't seen him for four years, since the age of six, when his father had disappeared to America, leaving his wife to the bottle and his sons to their grandparents. But in an instant the joy was replaced by fear. Arthur would be cross. Arthur would be furious. Come on, Magnus said, tugging Ola's hand. Ola let Magnus go. He wasn't that dumb. Magnus walked over to the man, their father, and hugged him. The man's face, which had been somber, broke into a wide grin. The man's glance turned up from his eldest son and searched out Ola. For a moment their eyes met, and Ola felt a warm feeling seep through him. Then he turned away. The idiot! Didn't Bobby know what he was doing? There was going to be big trouble, big, big trouble! Sure enough, there was. Arthur noticed Ola's flinching. He spotted the stranger with his grandson. The lines by the side of Arthur's mouth plunged even further downwards, and his face set into a glare of pure hatred as he strode over to man and boy. Ola sought out his biggest uncle, called Bain, and stood behind him, watching in dread. Arthur grabbed Magnus and tore him away. He then began haranguing his son-in-law. The crowd fell silent, straining to hear, but the breeze was blowing away from them, and they could make out very little. Ola thought he heard the words, "'Killed my daughter!' That wasn't right, surely. His mother had driven herself into a rock while drunk. Then he heard his own name and that of Magnus. The man, the stranger, his father, said little. He stood firm, listening, and then shrugged and turned, hopping over the turf wall to avoid pushing his way through the crowd by the white churchyard gate. Ola watched his father walk away, wondering when, if ever, he would see him again. As soon as he got back to the farm at Mjernhofen from school the next afternoon, Ola went out to the chickens. They were allowed the run of the farmyard, but they sheltered in an old Eimskip shipping container around the back of the farmhouse. He liked all the chickens, but his favorite was a small black hen called Indiana. Or at least Ola called her Indiana, after Indiana Jones, whom Ola had watched agog on two occasions at the cinema in Stickies Holmur. Amma thought Indiana was a stupid name for a chicken and called the hen something else, but Ola stuck with Indiana. Ola knew, and the chicken knew, it was her name. He was worried about Indiana. She hadn't laid anything for several weeks now, and Amma had a strict rule. If a hen didn't lay, it wasn't worth feeding. 
Ola had started switching eggs around, but he knew that ploy wouldn't last for long. His grandmother was sharp-eyed when it came to chickens, even if she didn't seem to notice what happened to Ola and Magnus in her own house. And once she realized that Ola had been deceiving her, Indiana's days were over. Ola had felt lousy at school all day. Not that there was anything wrong with school. He much preferred being there to being home. The other kids occasionally teased him, but Ola could usually deflect their taunts with submissive charm. It was the anticlimax after the funeral. The knowledge that he would never see his mother again. No, so he believed, his father. Arthur had kept his anger under control during the reception after the funeral at the farmhouse. But once everyone had left, he yelled at Ola and Magnus, ordering them to ignore their father if he ever made an attempt to contact them. Ola had quickly agreed, but Magnus had said nothing and received a couple of hard clips around.